Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
We rise for the singing of the Alleluia verse. Do it from the front. Ain't it you kids? Okay. We're trying to uh, we're trying to connect the pieces today of Good Shepherd Sunday. And what does a shepherd do? A shepherd takes care of sheep. Right? And our Lord takes care of us. And we we may be thinking, well, I thought Jesus was a carpenter. Or I thought he was a savior. What is he what is he doing out in the fields taking care of sheep? Well, we are the sheep that he cares for. And we don't have to try to figure out how that applies to our lives. We're lucky enough in the gospel today that it spells it out what that means. 
That means that we can hear the shepherd's voice. We know he's talking to us. We, he's, we recognize him as our leader. And he knows us through and through. He knows every hair on our head. And, uh, and then because of that, that relationship, we follow him. Follow him as the shepherd. And, and this, is a, this is a great relationship that, uh, that brings eternal life to us. We can know secure, we can be secure. That, that uh, we will never be fucked out of his hand. And that's a great uh, promise that also takes uh, place in baptism as well. So uh, today, on Good, Good Shepherd uh, Sunday, we are so thankful to be sheep. Uh, I got a couple of shepherd's stats for you guys. We continue with the sermon in the King of Love, My Shepherd is on page 10 and 11.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The shepherd sits with his back to the fire so his eyes will stay adjusted to the darkness. Wolves are howling, and at least one of them is getting closer and closer. The sheep are nervous. They get restless. They crowd together for support near the shepherd who stands up and takes a hold of his staff. He stares out into the darkness, straining to see or hear any movement. It's a dark, moonless night, and the shepherd hears the wolf before he sees him, as the wolf slinks in from the woods towards the sheep. The shepherd goes to confront the wolf. You expect that the shepherd will violently attack the wolf, but the shepherd does not pound on the wolf's head with his staff. He doesn't hit the wolf with a club. The shepherd drops his staff and lets the wolf attack him. The shepherd kneels before the wolf. Then the shepherd goes down on all fours and transforms into a helpless little lamb. The wolf cannot believe his eyes. The shepherd's acting so strangely. The shepherd is allowing himself to be attacked. He doesn't defend himself, but instead he becomes a lamb. And the wolf greedily sinks his teeth into the silent lamb and kills him. The shepherd becomes a lamb and offers himself to the wolf. Having killed the shepherd, the wolf now turns to the unprotected sheep, thinking, now there'll be easy pickings. The shepherd is dead. I'll get them all. And as the wolf crouches to pounce on a lamb, suddenly a big, heavy club crashes down onto his head. The wolf whimpers and rolls on his back to see what has happened. The shepherd has risen from the dead and is protecting the sheep. The sacrificial lamb is alive and in triumph guards the sheep. The lamb who was slain has begun his reign over his sheep as the good shepherd. And his sheep listen to his voice. In language, similes are comparisons that use the words as, like, or than. Bob is big as an ox. A metaphor is a comparison that does not use as, like, or than. Bob is an ox. When learning to write, you are taught to avoid using mixed metaphors. Mixed metaphors are confusing. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Don't beat a dead horse in the mouth. Trying to thread a needle with a haystack. That will be opening a can of beans. It's confusing. You shouldn't use mixed metaphors. But apparently no one told the Apostle John that. He writes in Revelation 7, For the Lamb... In the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. Upon seeing Jesus, John the Baptist declares, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus declares, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. About being the shepherd, Jesus declares, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. 
Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the good shepherd who cares for the sheep. And Jesus holds the sheep in his hand. The church, the flock of the good shepherd who listen to his voice, reside in the hand of God. As a baptized, redeemed child of God, bought by the blood of the Lamb, you are a sheep in the flock of the Good Shepherd, and you safely dwell in Jesus' hand, in God the Father's hand. And no one can snatch you out of God's hand. There is great depth of God's love and care for you. Unfathomable depth. God's love is too deep For you to comprehend. It's far too deep. For one metaphor. The lamb takes away your sin. The good shepherd guides and guards you. Jesus holds you in his hand. In Jesus hand you're safe. The devil cannot grab you out of Jesus hand. And drag you away. You are safe in the hand of God. You're safe in the hand of God, but the devil does not want you to stay safely there. There is still danger, as Peter tells us. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. In our reading from Acts, Paul's warning the elders, the pastors of the church in Ephesus, To be good under-shepherds of the good shepherd and care for the church of God obtained by the blood of Christ. While the devil and his henchmen cannot snatch you out of God's hands, they will try to lure you out. They'll try to convince you that freedom means that you don't need Jesus to guide you and guard you. That you are independent and capable and do not need the lamb to pay for your sins. They will lure you into complacency about worship and the word of God. And then they'll lure you into ongoing sinful situations so you will reject God. They will tempt you to demand of God, who do you think you are to tell me what to do? Paul warns the Ephesian pastors, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Fierce wolves will try to lure the sheep out of the hand of the good shepherd, who is the Lamb of God, sacrificed for the sin of the world. To remain on guard against this danger, remember what Jesus says his sheep do. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus' sheep listen to Jesus. Listening to Jesus is getting increasingly difficult in our media-saturated lives. It was not so many years ago that the only news from the outside world to reach rural areas was a weekly newspaper that arrived in the mail. The church and the Bible had greater potential for influence. Today there is a constant cacophony of voices coming from the television and the radio and podcasts and TikTok and 
teachers and families and friends and many other places all competing for your attention. Be aware of who you're listening to. These voices, are these voices speaking for the Good Shepherd or are these voices trying to lure you away from the Good Shepherd? Are these voices encouraging you to remain in God's hand or are they drawing you away to eternal destruction? Listen to Jesus because you are a sheep safely in the hand of the Good Shepherd. Remain in Christ. You are safe in Jesus, but be aware each day of the dangers and temptations that are lurking, trying to get you to turn your back on your baptismal inheritance, to reject Jesus' death and resurrection for you, and to climb out of Jesus' hand and reside in and of the world. Stay alert and listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. There's an old children's finger play that goes, Here is the church, here is the steeple, open the doors and see all the people. The people are the church. God's hand holds the church. God's hand holds all of his children. God holds you in his hand and he won't let you go. Jesus is the good shepherd defending you from the assaults of the devil with his rod and his staff. As you struggle each day against temptations to sin, as you fail to resist the temptations, as you realize once again that you're not good enough, as you're heartsick about all the evil in you and in the world, remember you are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. Remember God's hand holding you and all the followers of Jesus, through all the struggles of life, you are safe for eternity. Listen to Jesus. Dwelling in the hand of the Good Shepherd, listen to Jesus every day. Spend time each day in prayer. Spend time each day reading or hearing the Word of God. Spend time meditating on the Word of God. Come to worship each week to hear God's word in the liturgy, in the lessons, in the sermon. Abide in Christ. Listen to Jesus. He is your good shepherd, who is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world and holds you in the palm of his hand. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Suffer in your
Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
Preserve you in true faith of the life everlasting. Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven.